I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is episode 12 on the Merry Beards podcast with Nathan Chan from FounderMag. Welcome to Merry Beards. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. Today's guest is epic. In his 20s, he founded the top 10 ranked digital magazine founder, a digital magazine for young entrepreneurs, delivering materials straight from the mouths of the world's greatest entrepreneurs, featuring the likes of Richard Branson, Marie Folio, and Seth Godin, just to name a few. Founder is now a multifaceted digital media business, spreading the love of entrepreneurship through its podcast, magazine, and training platforms. Within two years, our guest built up the platform to serve over 1 million entrepreneurs and created a multiple six-figure business. We're so excited to welcome Nathan Chan to Mary Biz. Woohoo! <laughs> Whoa, yeah. I love your guys' energy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we are so excited to have you on the show. And the very first question we ask all our guests is, what's been on your agenda today? Oh, wow. Where do I start? Okay. <laughs> before before I actually jumped on this call with you guys, I was writing, like I try and write a little post-it note of things I have to do every mm-hmm. day. So I'll just go through the post-it note. Good idea. Pretty much, you know, we're doing this big launch for a big relaunch for, for one of our training products and it's, it's an Instagram course. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of money putting these videos together. We're doing a Jeff Walker style launch, which is, you know, the three videos. Ooh. And I need to create, I need to do some recording for that. Mm -hmm. Also for that course, I need to brief one of our designers to create a certificate for that course. So when somebody finishes that course, our automated system will actually print out a certificate with their name on it. I love it. It's going to be pretty cool. And then also... What else am I doing? Oh, I've got to got to go into the office today because we're starting to build a team here on the ground. So we're based in Melbourne, Australia. So that's kind of where Founder HQ is. So mm-hmm. have to get some stuff done for the fit out there. Ooh. And then catching up with some people in the team and, yeah, just see what else I can get done. <laughs> Sounds like a jam-packed day. It's so exciting. And I can't wait to get into a bit more about the stuff you were talking about. So we normally ask... How did it all begin? But we're going to kind of change it up today just for you because we're going to ask you, how did you get your job? (laughs) (laughs) Love that one. How good is it? It's so good. It really throws people off. I can take it the wrong way. Like, like, oh, I've never had a job, you know. And and this is what what I ask in in the founder podcast, Mm -hmm. that that question to start for, for the audience listening. That's the first question I ask everyone. And yeah, look, how do I get my job? You know, I I guess I 
created it just from sheer frustration of not being able to find work that truly fulfilled me, mm-hmm. not being able to to do work that truly mattered to me. And yeah, I started I started Founder. This is my first business. I've I've never started a business mm-hmm. before. Didn't know anything about entrepreneurship, apps, publishing, design, content, editorial. And in March 2013, I, I launched a, a digital magazine called Founder Magazine. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I launched it while I was working my day job. So I you know, identified that there was a, a need in the marketplace where there wasn't really a magazine that really serviced early stage startup founders, yeah. aspiring entrepreneurs, novice entrepreneurs. And I felt there really wasn't anything out there that really delved deep mm-hmm. and that really gave people actionable, strategical, tactical-based mm. content that you could take away. So we know podcasts are hot. We know the best kind of content in terms of blog posts are the ones that are really useful, that you can yeah. you know, take things away and, and are actionable. So we've mm-hmm. just packaged that up into a magazine. And we know that print is a, is a dying trade and it's extremely expensive to run mm-hmm. a you know, produce a print magazine. So I didn't want to go down that path. So I went down a digital path and it's a lot more scalable too. So yeah, yeah. I just started the magazine while I was working in my, in my day job, working in a company called Intrepid Travel, working yes. in IT support. And, you know, I worked in IT, doing IT stuff for about five years professionally. Wow. Went back to university, tried to get a master's of, well, I did, I, I finished, uh, did a master's of marketing and I thought that I wanted to work in marketing. Uh-huh. No one would even hire me, uh, not even the company that I was working at at the time. Really? Even though I had my master's, even though I was friends no with the way. CEO and, and um, you know, he was a big fan of mine. So I just, you know, wanted to find a creative outlet as well. And that's why I started Founder and you know, built it up to leave my day job. Took me about a year to replace my income and and, and operating costs of the business. And you know, fast forward to now, we've, we've got a, a, a decent sized team, like around five people. Then that's not including contractors. Wow! And yeah, we're growing really fast, and and we've turned you know not just into a magazine, but I guess get us a, like a, a platform where yeah. we essentially are a multifaceted platform, like you guys said. And yeah, the, the vision and the mission still hasn't changed. We're here to just help and support entrepreneurs however we can and just tell amazing stories and, you know, just provide really solid, valuable content. And here we are today. Yeah. We told everyone that you're epic and you definitely are. Amazing. Oh, so the one question that we really want to ask you is who's been your favorite cover of your magazine? Ooh. <laughs> Design or story? Story. Oh, oh, God. It'd have to be Richard Branson. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just because that was such a turning point for the brand and the business. Mm. Not only because, uh, you know, it was was a big score to get Richard Branson and and we've really, to be honest, used a lot of leverage with that Mm. interview and feature and story. But also during that time, we were actually sued for trademark infringement. So we got, yeah. so that just reminds me of, of, of good times and bad times, mm-hmm. but it was a real change. So, you know, we were sued for trademark infringement when I first started the magazine within four months. Wow. And around that time, I actually pitched Richard Branson with a, like a different name of, of the magazine. Oh, and wow. when we, when we actually relaunched with the new name, and we still like we had to. We were like six weeks 
So we were two weeks behind on, you know, we still to this date, we haven't missed a publishing date. Like even though we fell two weeks behind on the monthly publishing date, the one that we relaunched with was the brands an issue with the new name and the new branding. Wow. So that brings back a lot of memories as well for me. So yeah, in terms of story, that would be my favorite. But in terms of cover, mm-hmm. I really like the Seth Godin cover. I think yeah, that's the upside down one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was really cool. The it's way so I'm cool. Correct. So yeah. like you get all these epic entrepreneurs on your covers. You have these amazing stories and they're so inspirational. But how do you go about getting these, you know, hard to find, hard to reach people on your magazine and even on your podcast too? Yeah. So it all comes back to the magazine. So whatever Whatever interviews we get in the magazine, mm-hmm. generally a, a lot of these hard to reach, you know, super, super, super successful market leaders in, in the entrepreneurship space, it comes back to the magazine. So if we feature them in the magazine, we'll try and do an audio interview if mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. and, and you know, repurpose that content, just the audio piece for the podcast. Oh, perfect. And, That's you know, so I pitch. Sense. Yeah, so I pitch for the magazine. So all ah. these people like, you know, Seth Godin, Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, Damon John, you know, Gary V, who's yeah. coming out in a couple couple months. Like, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was an amazing interview. So all of those we pitch now not just for the podcast, but mm. for the magazine. And, you know, it's a front cover story and then we're gonna give you a mail out to our database. But yeah. you know, even when we didn't have, you know, a big database or, you know, a, a, even a even pitching an email database, it all all came back to the magazine because people take magazines very, very seriously. I don't mm. know what it is, but mm-hmm. they have a lot more clout and yeah. authority mm. over a blog or a podcast, yeah. even just an email database. And this is, I think, yeah, I think people take your brand a lot more seriously if you have a magazine. I don't mm. know what it is. It's just, mm. just the rules of the game, right? Like, yeah. so we pitch for the magazine and then we, you know, stack in some other benefits that you get as well because we've got, you know, some rock and social channels now. We've got yeah. you know, decent-sized traffic to our site. We've got decent podcast traffic, you know, big email database. So all of those things allows us to, I guess, pitch these people. And mm-hmm. we actually did write an in-depth blog post where we go super, super in-depth. We give away everything, like the whole process on how we get interviews with hard-to-reach people mm-hmm. and, and market leaders. And if you go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R mag, M-A-G dot com forward slash get interviews, mm-hmm. you will be able to see that. You know, Jonathan put together this 7,000 word blog wow. post that goes into how we do it, how we find people's contacts, how we pitch, and we even give away the email templates we use. Awesome. Well, we're going to pop that in the show notes for sure because that's gold. So you mentioned your social channels and we know on Instagram you have over 500,000 followers. It's amazing. And you also have a training platform to help people grow their audience. So why do you think it's such a powerful platform for business owners? And do you think, you know, that's where you should be, Instagram? Mm, Yeah, I think in terms of social, as Gary Vee would say, it's all about the attention game. And Mm. Instagram, this is what I've found, is... Like it just the engagement rates are so extremely high on mm. Instagram. It's you know it's fifty times larger than Twitter or Facebook. So wow. you know, that's that's the first that's the first reason why you should be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And and you know 
I never knew, like when I started Founder, we would go down this online education space and, you know, create an Instagram course and you know, create Founders Club and mm-hmm. do all these other products that we're working on. I just seriously just put out to our audience, you know, like we're doing this cool stuff on Instagram. We've got a lot of comments on this blog post. A lot of people are sharing it. Would you be interested in us going deeper, like a course or something? Mm-hmm. And, and and people wrote back to us in our community. Like back when, you know, our email, email database was around 2,000 people. Wow. And like hundreds of people wrote back to me and said, yes, this sounds amazing. Like, oh. can you create this? And, you know, then it was only then when, you know, I worked, you know, I launched this course and, and I started working with, with like a small, like beta group of, mm-hmm. of people that I've realized that Instagram can be used in not just, you know, the mainstream industries. Like we have people that have used our course and are seeing amazing things like in industries like dentistry, like a local dentist clinic. So like a guy in Melbourne, coincidentally, he's from Melbourne, Rami, as an example, he created a teeth whitening studio. So he's a dentist by trade, but it's, it's a studio focused on teeth whitening. And he's used Instagram to, you know, fill his clinic back to back and actually be booked out for weeks in advance and actually have to hire more dentists to cover and cover and fulfill his backlog of orders for people to come in to get teeth whitening. And he's also positioned himself as an influencer and an authority in terms of teeth whitening and awesome. like all the, you know, footballers and for the brown low and, and all those kinds of things, they all go to him now. <laughs> Crazy. And he's done this in, you know, we only launched the course probably about 10, 10 months ago and oh he's done gosh. this in the space of 10 months. Now he's opening up a second clinic <gasps> and all the traction mainly comes from Instagram. No way. So, wow. So this is just one example of all like so many different niches and markets where I'm just constantly surprised where, you know, you can utilize Instagram. So that's why, you know, we're very passionate about the platform and, you know, our course, a lot of, we've got hundreds of successful students yeah. in case studies because it's such a powerful platform right now. It's it's where the attention is at. And, you know, we've seen amazing success. As you said, we've got over half a million followers. We've Mm -hmm. built that up in like a year. But I think the most important thing is we've been able to move a lot of our followers onto our email database. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you do that? So we've found that, you know, with Instagram, you only have one clickable link. Mm -hmm. So the whole goal of our Instagram account is not just to build a relationship with our audience and spread the message of entrepreneurship and and really help our audience. But it also is to, you know, further serve them and and build a relationship with mm. them. And one of the best ways you can do that is over email marketing. Mm. So there's only one clickable link. So we're going to push people to a landing page and that mm. landing page is mobile optimized. And we're going to give some sort of service offering, you know, yeah. something in return. So we know that, you know, we have a course on the back end, which is a paid Instagram course. Mm -hmm. So why not give away something that is just so good we could charge for it, but we Mm -hmm. make it free, which is just a, you know, an ebook on how to get your first 10,000 followers. So if you go to, you know, you can check it out right now. If you go to foundermag.com forward slash free, you can see that, you know, you can download the ebook for free, no hard sell there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that seems to work really, really well. We have used other lead magnets, like we give away the Richard Branson issue Mm. for free, you know, how to start a business guy. We have many other lead magnets, but essentially for us to build our email database, we post an image about, and this is the important thing, 
if you want someone to take an action, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on a blog post, whether it's over email, mm-hmm. you have to tell them. You have to make it very, very clear and you have to ask them. Okay. So for us, you know, we constantly talk about the podcast, a magazine issue or a front cover. Mm-hmm. We post mm-hmm. about that constantly on our Instagram page. Or we post about, you know, our, our Instagram ebook or a webinar we're running or something just because people don't click on the link in your bio unless you tell them. Yeah. So, so you do a call to action type post and people will click on the link in your bio. And sometimes, you know, like when we first launched that lead magnet and got super aggressive on it, we generated 30,000 opt-ins in 30 days. Wow. Now on average, we do anywhere between off that, off Instagram, anywhere between 200 to 400 opt-ins a day. Wow. Once we do, what, what we're going to do is we're going to mix up those lead magnets. Uh-huh. So we have all sorts of lead magnets cool. for different things. And if you keep your, your lead magnets fresh, you can you can capture certain segments of your audience. Mm-hmm. So we have half a million people, but half a million people might not be interested. Not all those people will be interested in Instagram. Mm-hmm. Some might be only interested on how to start a business. Yeah. Some might be only interested on joining a community you know, of entrepreneurs, it really depends. Mm. So what we're going to do is we're going to mix up those lead magnets, keep them fresh. And I think we'll find, or I know we'll find that we'll generate, you know, at least a thousand opt-ins a day. Wow. And that's kind of the standard numbers that we want to be hitting. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we do it. Amazing. So how do you go about, you know, knowing what your audience wants? How do you go about deciding what the lead magnet is going to be? Yeah. So I think it all starts with the product or, or, you know, what, what is the end goal? Yeah. So starting from the end. Yeah. 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 So work your way backwards. So for us, like I'll give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. So we're building up, we founded it. You know, one of our biggest struggles right now is we don't have enough product. That is our biggest problem. It's mm. a quality problem to have, but we have this massive audience, you know, it's well, not massive, it's decent. Like, it's you know, really massive. massive. <laughs> it's, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Like, we have a decent amount of people that we're servicing that listen, that consume our content in many different formats, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. podcast, blog, email, social, whatever, magazine, whatever. So we have this decent sized audience and they're going, like they're entrepreneurs that are going through all sorts of problems and mm. they're, you know, all in wherever they are in the journey. So I've, I've, I've identified just from speaking to our audience constantly, you know, if you go to the homepage of the founder website, we use this tool called Hotjar, which is like Qualaroo and it's like a survey based tool and it's really intrusive and it, you know, it's not very intrusive and it just, it just pops up on at the little uh, at the bottom of the site and says like you know what's your biggest problem you're having right now mm. as an entrepreneur and we are constantly collecting that feedback or not only are we polling our audience and we get like you know a hundred thousand hits a month so we're you know we're getting at wow. least you know, at least you know fifty to a hundred responses every single week wow. from people that hit our homepage but I'm also speaking to our audience yeah constantly and and from that like I know that there's more things that we can help our audience with. Yeah. So, you know, we've got we've got a decent sized audience. We need to launch more product. So how how you know I want to launch at least six more online courses or, oh or paid gosh. products That's by the amazing. end of this year. Amazing. Cool. So how are we going to do this? So first of all, we need to gauge, you know, from those surveys and just from my gut and intuition, from mm-hmm. knowing our audience is speaking and, and speaking to our team and working out as a collective, 
what are the biggest frustrations and problems people in our audience are having right now? We could send out an email to survey them mm-hmm. or we can keep collecting that data like we are with Hotjar. Yeah. And then, you know, we kind of go down this path of, of what products are we going to create? So our thing is I don't want to create, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. Like I have to remove myself from the brand to yeah. make it, you know, I don't want to make founder about Nathan Chan or yeah. make it a Nathan Chan brand. So we're going to get other people teaching courses. So First of all, for us, we have to work out the biggest problem that we're going to want to solve next for our audience. And then from there, we have to find someone who's going to teach it. And then from there, we you know, speak to our audience. We get some beta testers involved. Yeah. We, we let people you know, try the product for free, get, get feedback. And then from there, we kind of break down, I guess, that course, that service offering and turn that into lead magnets. And, and whatever those lead magnets are, they could be you know, some really good lead magnets that I'm seeing out there right now is like kind of like software uh-huh. where they give you like, you know, that person gives you a free trial of something, mm. you know, they give you like a free mini course or like, you know, pop in your, you know, pop in your email address, your name and your website and we'll analyze your website or we'll, mm. give you a, we'll generate a report for you. Those kind of lead magnets work really well. Or you can just do a cheat sheet or an ebook or something like that. And those will be used to sell the course eventually if yeah. people are interested on the back end. So that's how, that's that's the process that I go through. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think it's like all about being super generous, giving that amazing freebie and then getting them in your funnel. And then of course they're going to want to buy your product because the freebie thing was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is a concept that I learned from Eben Pagan, but everyone uses it. It's, it's called moving the free line. So what you want to do is, is if you've got a paid product, and this, you don't have to do this, but I've found this to work really, really well. And it's funny, someone was emailing me yesterday because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we they downloaded a free Instagram ebook and they mm-hmm. read even a blog post we wrote about Instagram. And then they went to our, our free masterclass and they, they got so much gold. And they said, you know, Nathan, why are you doing this all for free? Like, what's the catch here? <laughs> like, and I, I said, what's the catch? And I said, look, honestly, there's no catch. Like, you know, our mission is to help people. Are, you know, we're here to help and support however yeah. we can. And, you know, we put out a ton of free stuff. 95% of our content is free and 5% of it is charged. Mm -hmm. And essentially putting out this free stuff will build trust. Mm -hmm. And the more and more trust you build, uh, people will want to buy from from businesses and people that they know, like, and trust. So, you know, a great example is, you know, one of my friends, David, he's, he's you know, works works a founder. He's he's hitting up our community in BizDev. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great example is... He needs some help with his accountant and with an accountant and his account, like he found an accountant and the accountant said like, you know, look, I will help you here. Like I'll, I'll work, I'll do this stuff for you, but you know, I'll, I'll need you to work with me long term. And, you know, the accountant, you know, helped David, did an amazing job. And, you know, David has that loyalty there. Yeah. So that's kind of what you want to do when, when you like, if you have an info product business or you're selling a digital products or any kind of of business, I think the biggest thing you want to do in your marketing is build trust, build as much trust as you can. So for us, yeah. you know, we're very big on branding and design, you know, mm. it has to be amazing that builds trust. We're very big on aligning ourselves with influencers. So that's mm-hmm. another great way to build trust. If, yeah. you know, if Richard Branson has been on the front cover of this yeah. magazine, these guys must be legit. They must. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing is just giving away just brilliantly, like brilliantly super value com- valuable content that is so good that we could charge for it, that builds trust that, yeah. you know, then if people want more help, 
They're like, well, you know, I got so much value for them from this free stuff. Imagine how good this paid stuff will be. And it is amazing. So that's the kind of model and strategy that we're going for. And it, it works very, very well. Oh, we absolutely amazing. love it. I love hearing about it from you, especially yeah. like it just, it's just so exciting. So we're part of Founder Club and so we've witnessed firsthand just how awesome your products can be and that they are. What was the inspiration behind the Founder Club? Why did you decide to start that? Mm. Yeah, okay. So my thing was, you know, once I, you know, once I worked out that we wanted to tap into uh, this multi-billion dollar online education industry with Founder and I thought that you know we're no better positioned than anyone else in the entrepreneurship mm, space to to start doing this education stuff on the back end, and I've found that it's it's really good from a revenue generating standpoint and a, and a scalability standpoint. You only have to create the course once, where mm-hmm. you can keep upgrade, updating it, but you can sell it as many times as you want, like software. Mm. So it's it's a real asset that yeah. can be sold, and it's really really scalable. So once I identified this as a as a really great market to build the business and, and further serve our audience, mm. I kind of was just like, okay, so let's let's master, you know, what the funnel looks like. Let's master the sales process of selling the Instagram course and and really, you know, finding as many people we can and help as many people as we can with this Instagram stuff and and I guess really become the flagship or the go-to for if you want to know how to crush it on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, Founders got the, the best course out there. Yeah. So it, this has taken me quite a long time, to be honest, guys, to to master this funnel because part of it was working out webinars. We found webinars to be really good and we're still working out webinars and, mm-hmm. you know, mastering these, you know, email marketing stuff and, you know, working out the price point and all these kinds of things. So my thing is, you know, master like one thing and really Mm -hmm. focus on mastering one thing and then scale it up. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself, I wouldn't go on and move on to our next Mm -hmm. course until we really master that marketing funnel because that is our IP. Because once we master that, Mm -hmm. you know, people can copy your marketing funnel. Like they can copy the email, they can copy the branding and everything, but they can't Mm -hmm. copy the actual you know, reputation and, yeah. and trust that you've built up and, and all the credibility that you've built up. People can't copy that. No, it's very really. difficult to replicate. So, you know, this this funnel that we're, we're building, I want to, I guess, make that as our IP That's that I can apply off, off to all these other courses. So that's something that I've been very, very focused on. And I know we needed to launch another product. So the happy interim in between was Founders Club mm-hmm. because – our whole thing is, and uh, I've never actually spoken about this publicly, but you guys might find this interesting, yeah. is our whole thing is we think recurring is a very important part of, of any business. Yeah. And I think any successful business needs to have some form of recurring. Well, mm-hmm. it really depends, but I believe that, you know, for our business, we need to have some form of recurring. So, you know, we have that with the magazine, but the magazine is only really a level entry product. Yeah. You know, $2.99 a month is you know, it's it's cost of it's less than a cup of coffee. Yeah. And and that's for a month. So we needed another recurring product and our audience were asking us many different things. Like one, how do I access the magazine on a website? You know, mm-hmm. how do I access all the back issues? And all these other questions around the mm. Mac. Another thing was we had, you know, we're starting to build all these like, you know, community in all these different platforms like Instagram, our blog, mm-hmm. the magazine. Mm-hmm our email database. So there was all these, building these communities, but it was really like a silo. So 
people like we did we didn't have a way for to join the community together and you know, we didn't really have a home for our tribe mm. so you know considering all of this we packaged all of it up and you know we found an interim because we're still working on mastering that marketing funnel mm-hmm. and we launched founders club so it's a recurring product and our thing is we want our recurring the strategy is we want our recurring from founders club and we've only we've only silently launched founders club we, mm-hmm. we, we took in 200 we took in 200 people. We only launched it to one-tenth of our email database. Wow. And, you know, we just want to do a beta test and, and really yeah. get the club amazing before we go evergreen and, and push it out to the wow. public. But our thing is we want our recurring to cover all of our outgoing costs of the business. And then ah. anything else in terms of sales, I guess, it, we can use to reinvest in growth and, and you know, is pure profit. So that's that's the strategy. So we want our recurring to cover our operating costs and we wanted to create a home for our community mm-hmm. and really connect people together and put together an amazing service offering that we haven't seen yet in the marketplace oh my gosh. and awesome. package it up. So, you know, we sell it like we sold it at uh, $37 a month or $300 a year. And within Founders Club, you get the magazine, all of the back issues, plus all the future issues. You can access on a mobile tablet device or on your computer. So you can access on the website. And it's the exact, it's pretty much the exact same format and experience if you were to access on your tablet or mobile mm-hmm. device. It's just not in an app. Then we give away Founders Perks, which is yes. you get we've gone to like lead pages, click funnels, Stripe, all these big companies and SASs, and we've just cut amazing deals. We've asked them for the best deal ever for our members because awesome. everyone's using these tools. So yeah. why, why not utilize our leverage as mm-hmm. a, you know, and, and our audience to say, okay, we can do amazing deals because everyone's going to purchase these tools anyway. So, you know, we have over $10,000 worth of savings and that's constantly going up. And David's constantly getting more and more deals yeah, and we yeah. want to get that to at least a hundred thousand worth of oh, savings. Wow. Whoa. That's and then, crazy. Got, yeah. So then we've got the community, which is a great way to connect people and Love I think, it. you know, the journey of an entrepreneur is is very lonely at times yes. and your friends and family just don't understand you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of our audience are, are doing this alone. So we mm-hmm. want to have a platform and a space to be able to connect everyone. Yeah. And, you know, join our, our you know, our, our global brand together. So we've got people all around the world that are part of Founders Club. And then, you know, we wanted to give people access to to mentors. And these are people that we interview for the podcast, mm-hmm. we have relationships with, and and we haven't done it yet. but I. I'm very confident that some of the relationships that I've built up with founder and the founder brand has built up, we'll be able to get, you know, some of the people that, that we interview, that people are like, wow, how do you get those interviews? We'll be able to say, okay, you know, you've provided a ton of value. Like, what can we do for you in exchange mm. for you coming on for an hour and doing a mentor call where where our audience can ask you questions and, yeah. and sorts of things like that? So, you know, we give people access to mentors. Love it. And then, yeah, that's that's about it. And, we, and the recipes. Yeah, and the recipes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's so much. So, yeah, we have these weekly <laughs> recipes, which are like short courses. So a lot of people want to know how to do something. So it's a, a happy medium in between a super actionable blog post yeah. and an actual fully paid course. And yes. they're just like 15 minutes, 10 minutes. You want to know how to do, you know, how to schedule your editorial content and use Trello. This is a little bit more in-depth than a blog post. And they're just yeah. you know, three or four videos and you get a cheat sheet. Awesome. So, Anything how-to stuff, you know, things that, you know, fundamentals that founders need to know, like, you know, how to build your email list, you know, mm-hmm. how to set up a landing page, you know, how to sell, how to do a high-converting webinar, just 
we're going to start rolling out things like that and and we're going to have a massive library of how-to stuff. But yeah, they're going to be like mini courses. So awesome! all of that packaged together, that's how we conceptualize the idea of a Founders Club. It's so awesome. It's so exciting. I can't wait for all the recipes to come out. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So Nathan, you're definitely a pretty smart guy. What is your biggest business lesson to date? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... I've got a lot. You know, I've I've been lucky. You know, I know you say that I'm a smart guy, but I honestly, girls, I, I don't think <laughs> I am. I think I just I'm just really passionate about the mm. work that I'm doing. And I have this massive fire inside of me mm. because I was so sick and tired of working in a shitty job and I knew that that I was deep down I knew I was destined for so much more. And yeah, we feel ya. When I found my calling it's just like there's no stopping me and yeah. I, I'm just having so much fun that, you know, you don't, I don't think you need to be super, super smart to do the kind of things that we do at Founder. It's more, you just need that to be hungry and you need to, I guess, speak to the right people. Yeah, we totally and, agree. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm just giving it a crack. You know, mm-hmm. that's all I'm doing. If I fail, just, you know, I've got all this knowledge, I'll start again. So yeah. I, I have nothing to lose. And, you know, the I guess the biggest lesson well, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that I think will be really valuable to your audience is you just don't know until you test. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dan knows this very, very well. So like, you know, for Founders Club, we don't know what the right service offering is until we test. Like we might remove recipes. Who knows if no mm-hmm. one's using it? Like we are analyzing the data. We are finding out and we know mm-hmm. we're using the recipes or not. We might do 52 recipes, one a week for mm-hmm. one year or whatever, like, you know, 50 recipes for the year and we might work out that people aren't using them. So we'll keep them there, but we won't produce any more. We might yeah. realize that nobody's coming to these monthly mentor calls. So even if we yeah. tried to get someone like Seth Godin on the call, people might not even care. They don't yeah. have time for that. So, you know, you really don't know until you test. We really didn't know if people wanted to buy Founders Club. Like I had a, I had a pretty decent inclination or that people would just because of speaking to our audience. So, you know, speak to your audience, find out what their yeah. biggest frustrations, problems, deepest desires are. And just test, you know, and just keep getting that feedback. And I think that's, you know, that's all I'm doing. You know, every single project, every single thing that we're doing, it's all a test. You know, Instagram. I didn't know that our Instagram page would get to half a million followers in a year. I just that we were looking for a scalable channel and we're looking for a way to grow the brand. And turned out that Instagram really, really took off. So you just got to test. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, just test, see what happens. And, you know, learn and iterate and, you know, get feedback and, and, and keep moving. And, and another thing is, if I could give you one more. I yeah. Know Hell yeah. Give us all of it. Is speed. Speed of mm. implementation. So I am super, super aggressive on growth mm-hmm. and speed. So I want to move as fast as possible. So, you know, like I think if we want to have six paid products, six more courses by the end of this year, like that's a pretty aggressive mm, target. Yeah. And I and like I know that, you know, I you know, something might happen to me tomorrow. I I don't know. So, you know, I'm on a mission now and I want to move as fast as possible. So it's all about urgency, acting with that sense of urgency, moving as fast as possible. Because, you know, even from a testing standpoint, you want to test as quick as possible. So everything I do, I'm trying to move as fast as possible. And the most successful entrepreneurs execute 
ridiculously fast. So it's all about that speed of implementation and having a really strong sense of urgency. Wow. So in between all of your, you know, launching six products and everything, how do you keep balanced between work, life, health, Instagram, (laughs) Facebook, Founder Club? (laughs) Yeah. So look, you know, I, I, it's not me. Like I, I have to, to say that, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and, and humbled to have a ma- an amazing team yeah. with me that, that gives leverage for what we're trying to do at Founder. Mm-hmm. So still to this day, I'm just trying to get as much leverage as possible. So mm. a lot of the ways that we find leverage is if the first thing we try and do is we try and automate it with tools or, and technology. Yeah. So there's tools like Zapier out there where yeah. you can... We, you can automate processes mm-hmm. and we do that as much as we can. And there's SaaS tools that, you know, software as a service tools like Buffer or Lead Pages that allow you to move as fast as possible mm-hmm. to knock a landing page up really quickly, yeah. you know, things like that. So we're using tools. So if we can't use technology, then we look to leveraging people. And there's certain things that obviously technology can't replace either. But, you know, we'll look at technology. What can we use to find leverage? And then we'll look at people and, you know, we're we're hiring pretty quickly now and you know obviously honestly like six to nine months ago it was just me and now we've got like a virtual assistant we've got a biz dev community manager we've got a full-time content guy we've got a part-time editor and blog person for the blog we've got you know someone help more more people helping with the magazine you know amazing all these contractors it used to be honestly six to nine months ago just me and a whole ton of contractors but now we're really, really building up the team so we can move faster. Because, you know, I went to America right last year, middle of last year, and I was lucky enough to actually have coffee and catch up with Seth Godin Mm -hmm. and some other really super, super successful entrepreneurs. And that trip to America was so game changing. Mm -hmm. Like I know you guys are from Australia you know, I'm from Australia and, and I just think the mindset over in America is so different. Mm. And that really sparked an even bigger fire inside of me to scale, to move as fast as possible. How do I grow founder as fast as possible? And I've turned into just like a massive growth junkie. Mm. So that's where <laughs> like this mindset comes from of trying to grow as fast as possible. I never used to think like that. And, you know, I've got an amazing team to give me leverage and I'm just the kind of person that doesn't want to let people down. So if I have a social event, 95% of the time I'm there like Mm. because I know that's important. And, you know, I have a gym buddy. He's like massively ripped dude. (laughs) Uh, He's like my accountability partner. We train together. He used to be a personal trainer and like we used to train together at the gym like six years ago Mm -hmm. and that was when I was in probably much better shape than I'm in now but he we recently connected over Facebook about six months ago and he's like you know I can see what you're doing with founder it's amazing he's like I just started a business myself and I was like you know what like let's I'm looking for a training buddy mm. like let's like I'll I'll help you with your business and tell you what's working and stuff like that and, and you can train me and awesome. uh, so I go to the gym and I'm very I'm pretty committed now. Like I train at the gym three times a week every morning and I try and get up at 6, 30, 7 a.m. or whenever I need to because mm-hmm. I don't want to let that person down. Yeah. So that's, have, that's how I keep a decent balance. And like I don't want to let my girlfriend Emily down. So when I say Aww. I'm going to see her, I see her and, you know, that kind of stuff. So me not wanting to let people down and not wanting to miss out on things, I always go to social events and I always – 
you know, catch up with friends and, and that's how I keep that balance. But I, I have to be honest, guys, I do work a lot. I don't yes. track how often, like my hours or anything, yeah. but I definitely work over 40 hours a week, like yeah. quite easily. But I'm the kind of like, you know, work hard, play hard kind of person. Yeah. yeah. And you love it. So it doesn't really feel like work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So like, you know, you know, we I met you guys at that conference in person. You know, I, I love having a drink and, and getting on the Majitos and just having <laughs> You know, it, you know, it's like it's not all work and stuff like that. So that's how I have that balance. All right. So we're talking about growth. Where do you see yourself in five years? <sighs> no idea. I really, I really, really can't answer that question only because I set goals mm-hmm. and only I set goals a year from like a, mm. by the year. So my, I know what's going to, I know what's going to happen by the end of 2016 or what yeah. I'm working towards. In five years' time, I'd hope the founder is like a household entrepreneurship brand. Hell yeah. Servicing, you know, maybe not hundreds of millions, but at least in the tens of millions of people. Definitely. Oh, I definitely see it. Well, Nathan, we're nearly out of time. We've actually like taken up more of your time, but thank you so much for everything that you shared with us today. It's been epic. Before we get to our very last question, we'd love you to tell all of our listeners where they should go to find more info about everything we've spoken about today. Yeah, sure thing. So best place is if you go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-Mag.com, you can see what's up and what we're doing. And you know, by all means, sign up to our newsletter if you want to stay in the loop of all the cool stuff we're working on. Otherwise, you can reach me on Twitter at Nathan H. Chan. Cool. And the very last question we end on is what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Yeah, I guess uh, 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 you you guys are going to (laughs) laugh. So on training day, like I've always wanted to get a tattoo. I never have. (laughs) And and I'm I'm half Chinese. So like I, I, for some reason, I wanted to get like a translated, like traditional Chinese writing on my back Mm -hmm. with some sort of mantra, right? Mm -hmm. I never pulled the trigger on getting a tattoo, and uh, I know I got over. <laughs> I got over the thought of it looks cool, but I I did find from the movie Training Day. Like I remember even googling like quotes or things like you know about life and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and there was always something that stuck out to me. And someone said that they loved this quote from the movie Training Day, and this guy had this tattoo on his arm saying, "Life is not promised, but death is," and I guess. Mm. I obviously haven't got that tattooed on my back because I think that'd be kind of dumb now. But um, wow, <laughs> I guess you know, in a roundabout way, I'm just super mindful that life is just way too short, and wow. you know, I just you know, when I'm on my deathbed, I want to be able to just say, you know, it's been good. So that's kind of how I operate, and I've always got that in the back of my mind that the clock is ticking, and. Mm. Just want to have a ton of fun and, and and make a massive impact on the world and help as many people as I can, you know. So that's that's kind of my mantra, guys. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nathan, for coming on Merry Biz. We're so grateful for your time. It has been amazing. Yeah, look, thank you so much for having me, guys. Happy to come back again anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Over time, yeah, thank you so much. There's so much good stuff you were talking about. You're amazing. Holy shit. Well, that was a whole lot of fun. Thanks again, Nathan, for coming on the show. 
Make sure you tune in next week because we have the amazing girls from Frank Bod and they share their story of how they've built a $20 million company. If you guys love the show, be sure to share it with a friend so they can get inspired too. Huge love. Have a great day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.